what we are finding is that uh, organizations are coming up with the ideas. They are, many of them are, are, are doing a good job of the experimentation and then they land up creating these, what I call proof of concept factories, right? Where they are constantly ideating and creating these proofs of concepts, but they are still having a hard time scaling, getting out from the proof of concept and that MVP uh, minimal viable product mode to something that can benefit thousands or hundreds of thousands of uh, uh, individuals. So what are some of the barriers or the hurdles that you are seeing um, where co which companies are facing uh, to, to, to scaling innovation? I think one of the things that Carla mentioned a few minutes ago that I thought was really interesting was just this idea that innovation is everyone's job. And when you, when you say that innovation is just the job of this proof of concept factory and everyone else can just keep doing their job regularly as before, that's not really going to work. You actually need to start to think about how can you actually change the fabric of the rest of the organization. So part of that's about mindsets, behaviors, but it's also about some of the, you know, overcoming some of the barriers and beating some of the corporate antibodies that develop our innovations. So, you know, do, do leadership actually have the right incentives? You know, often leadership and companies basically is incentivized for the next quarter or the next year. And so they, you know, they're incentivized to, to block something that might be uncertain and might take a couple of years to actually get to some kind of impact in the market. Um, equally, I think another barrier is, you know, within established organizations, how do you have the right balance between coordination of the strategy of the company and what needs to happen across a portfolio with autonomy? Right. Teams who are launching innovations will need to make decisions on the fly. And it's important to get that governance right. So you have the, the right balance between that coordination and autonomy. I think the other things that I see is, as barriers to innovation are age, experience, and confidence, which, to be honest, are the characteristics that are rewarded through management and leadership. And I think when, when there's such a heavy reliance on, on the characteristics of who's elevated as a leader, some of those characteristics are, to Jeff's point, I love this word, the antibody to innovation. And I think we need to look at how we bring people into the process and how ideas are moved and how ideas are approved and even to the point of, of autonomy, how is that given? I think there needs to be a different understanding of leadership from a corporate and performance point of view. And then also leadership that allows for that space for innovation. And I think also failure, which is a normal part of innovation. But if, if what we reward and elevate are right answers and short-term results to Jeff's point, then those are things that are the antithesis of what we need to create an innovative culture. And I think to the point of leaders too, it's important for them to recognize when to step back and not get too involved. So there was a, you know, there was a project we were working on a few years ago with a client and we actually got through a stage, we had developed an initial idea, 
we'd actually tested it, prototyped it with real people in real stores in kind of test market situations. And then there was a meeting with the, one of the executive sponsors and basically his wife didn't like the idea. Uh, he had shared it with her and she had a different idea. And as a result, the project shifted towards that. Right. And so it's some of those things where leaders need to recognize that actually they are not the customer, they're not the consumer, they're not the expert on every single piece. And how do they actually give the team that space to uh, take things forward based on the real world market feedback? Lovely. Great point there, uh, Jeff. Now, um, Jeff, you've done all kinds of innovation work over the years, right? Uh, as an intrapreneur, as an entrepreneur, as a consultant. Can you share some of the most surprising learnings that you've gained in all your years on uh, helping clients scale innovation? And how has it influenced uh, maybe an innovation project where you were able to scale? Yep. Yeah, sure. So I think we've talked a little bit about this already before, um, but I think it's really about the idea is important to have in the first place. It should be solving a real problem. Um, but the actual way that you work and build teams, I think is often overlooked. And critically also the culture that you build around these new ventures or products is, is also critical. So uh, several years ago, we actually worked with an insurance company. We were looking to launch a new pet insurance business. This was a new business for them. Uh, they'd never been in that space. And it was a, you know, it was a, an uncertain venture for them. They were creating a new team as an internal startup. And we started out, we had this interesting idea. We had ideas for new features that were new to the market. Uh, within the insurance product, value-added services. And, you know, we, we found along the journey of actually commercializing that that some of those stuck and some of those didn't, and that's fine. You know, we, we got that feedback from the market. But the thing that was actually really important was actually creating the right kind of team that could take the idea forward mm -hmm. and the right kind of mindsets and behaviors for them. So that was everything from how to actually design the workspace that they actually work in. Where was that? How was it designed even? Uh, how do they actually have the right kind of behaviors and incentives within the team to do that? And so actually as, as the business was hiring and creating this new team, we actually worked with them to train them on the right kind of innovation mindsets and behaviors that they would need to take this kind of fledgling idea for a new business and actually make it successful. And along the way, they made lots of changes, which were the right ones to make because they actually had that mindset of experimentation, but sticking to the values of solving the problem for pet owners that we were looking at. I love this example. Uh, absolutely great, Jeff, thanks. I love, and I, I love the, the aspect, Jeff, that you included in this, that you looked at the actual physical spaces. Because I think when we think of innovation, we think of it as, as behavior and thinking, which it is a lot of. But I think the physical environment in which we come to this action and this thinking every single day has a much greater impact than we often give it credit. Carla, what is the one thing you wish more 
executives or entrepreneurs understood about when it comes to scaling innovation? I think it goes back to that innovation really is everybody's business. And, and that idea that there is a lot of expertise that's needed to move many ideas forward. However, unless we make innovation everybody's business, there's always hurdles, barriers, hiccups, delays. You know, the, the list could be endless, Shivani, of things inside an organization that strip the potential in the life out of an absolutely fantastic idea. And once we help people understand, one, how we define innovation within any particular organization. So how I define it can be very different from how you define it and Jeff defines it. But it's so important to have that clear understanding of what innovation looks like inside a company so that people know if this is something I'm supposed to be doing, whatever my job is, I understand what that behavior looks like. And I think that's really an important thing if if we're looking at making innovation everybody's business, that we help them understand how to define it, um, instill that mindset, and then also give them the skills so that they know what to do and help with incremental innovation, things that remove all of the, the friction and the delays and the unnecessary inefficiencies that can happen as, as we look to scale innovation. Yeah. I totally agree. I think to build off that, I think one thing that's really important for leaders to understand is it's not just about one idea. So often I think companies will, you know, there might be a new CEO, let's say, who's, who's put in place and they want to make innovation a real cornerstone of their time as CEO. And so they'll say, let's, let's pick a project we're going to do and we use this as a test case. And I think it's, it's tough to do that because it's putting all your eggs in one basket. I think what you need to think about is how do you actually have a portfolio of things that you're trying out, some which may fail, some which may be successful, and, and the right kind of decision-making process to figure out how you can quickly kill or move on from some of those so that you understand the real way to get to the impact that you need is through actually making a couple of those successful rather than just, you know, really doubling down on one thing. And I think also when, when you look at it from a portfolio perspective, then for people who might be hesitant or for a culture that hasn't historically been open to failure or things that, you know, didn't turn out correctly as, as expected, I think there's an opportunity to build in some room to play, but on a much smaller, less risky scale. So you not only develop the competence of people who may not normally be involved in innovation, but I think also the confidence. And I think that helps bring it forward. So then it makes it easier to, to build that portfolio that Jeff talks about. Yeah. And I think it's, it's good, you know, cause there are always going to be skeptics around innovation or a certain idea within a company, that's always gonna happen. It's good to show that there are things that you've put to one side, right? It actually makes people feel more comfortable and confident in how you're approaching it if you're not just trying to push one thing just because you have to do something. That's a great point. I, th I think there are companies that get caught up in that mindset of, well, we might as well do this and, and lose sight of, 
the value, the impact, the need, because they had to do something. 